0: You're listening to a Mango Languages podcast. Como está And welcome back, my fellow language teachers, to Adventures in Language. I'm your guide, Emily. In this episode, we're talking about building our students' intuition for target language grammar, and it all boils down to implicit learning activities. What exactly are implicit learning activities? Why does building intuition matter? And what are four easy things that you can do about it as a teacher? All of that and more in this episode. And for those of you who might not know me yet, I'm Emily. I'm a linguist at Mango. I've got my PhD in linguistics and a passion for language teaching. Well, say más de morda let's get to it. So why does intuition building matter to language learning? Well, most learners and teachers would agree that when learning a foreign language, we want to feel as comfortable and as confident as possible. No one wants to stall at the stage in which processing target language grammar requires a taxing level of our mental energy. In other words, the goal is to get to a point where speaking and understanding the language feels more or less effortless. What's the key to getting there? Intuition building, which teachers can help students accomplish by incorporating more implicit learning activities into classes. If you're wondering what exactly implicit learning is, It can be best understood by its contrast with explicit learning. Implicit learning can be thought of as subconscious learning. In other words, learners are expected to induce grammar rules on their own and self-correct through trial and error. On the other hand, explicit learning can be thought of as conscious learning. That means that learners are provided with grammar rules and their errors are corrected through metalinguistic feedback. To better understand this, let's consider an example. Imagine there's a language learner. We'll call her Aaliyah. Aaliyah didn't formally study her target language, Spanish. She never took a Spanish class. She moved to a Spanish-speaking community to immerse herself in the language. She never formally learned any grammar rules. She just learned by listening, speaking, and a little bit of trial and error. So if you asked her what, say, the subjunctive form is, she couldn't tell you. When Aaliyah speaks in the target language, She kind of just goes off of what feels right. Now, imagine another very different learner. Let's call him Brian. Brian's enrolled in a Spanish class, so he has spent time memorizing grammar rules and conjugation tables. If you asked him how the subjunctive works in Spanish, he could tell you that verbs get the subjunctive conjugation when the preceding clause expresses grammatical uncertainty. When preparing to say something in the target language, Brian reviews the appropriate grammar rules in his mind. Now, as you can tell, Aaliyah and Brian represent two extreme ends of what we can call the implicit-explicit learning continuum. Brian lies at the explicit end and Aaliyah at the implicit end. While Brian has a stronger metalinguistic understanding of the Spanish language's structure, Aaliyah has developed a superior intuitive sense for Spanish grammar. Of course, most real-life learners live somewhere in between those two extreme cases, ending up with some kind of combination of intuition and metalinguistic awareness. At this point, you may be wondering, what does the research say about the benefits and the drawbacks of each approach? Well, the answer to that question is quite nuanced. And we're actually developing a separate episode on it, so stay tuned. But for our purposes here, what you should know is this. In the classroom, there's a place for both implicit and explicit learning activities. And as a teacher, you'll find the balance that works for you and your students. But when it comes to the main differences in learner outcomes, explicit instruction typically yields a faster learning rate, which is good, while implicit instruction generally leads to more fluent and automatic use of the language, which is also good. This means that the right balance of explicit and implicit learning activities for your class will depend mostly on your school's curricular objectives and your individual students proficiency goals. To that end, it can be a really fun exercise to ask your students where they personally want to be on the Brian aleah continuum. Asking them this at the outset of this semester can help them think critically about how they want to study outside of class based on their language learning goals. And if you'd like a worksheet to facilitate that exercise, then check out the link in the description to get your free copy of our Setting Good Goals Worksheet. Oh, did I mention it's free? Now, language learning curricula often tend to rely too heavily on explicit learning strategies, which can put students at a disadvantage where intuition building is concerned. So when it comes to finding the right balance for you and your students, it's usually a conversation about how can I integrate more implicit learning into my classroom? So, that leads us to the real question of today, which is how can you offer your students more implicit learning opportunities? Well, let's dive into our four tips. Tip number one, examples. In order to get a true intuitive sense for a language as grammar, students need lots and lots of examples of what grammatical sentences can look and sound like. Here are two easy ways that you can provide your students with more authentic, target language input. First, you could regularly assign them podcast episodes to listen to outside of class. And if you do that, pair it with comprehension quizzes to encourage active listening. Okay, the second one is, you can also routinely read and discuss blog articles in class. And don't make the mistake of thinking that reading time during class is wasted time. Reading time during class can actually be one of the best ways to ensure that your students are making time to actually do the reading. Okay, tip number two, produce, produce, produce. It's not enough to know what kinds of sentences are grammatical. Students need to learn what kinds of sentences are ungrammatical, too. The best way to do this is to get them to produce. If they're speaking and writing frequently, and of course getting timely corrective feedback from you, they'll end up with an intuition for the kinds of sentence structures that aren't grammatical. Teachers can help students produce more freely and frequently by reminding them that it's okay and actually really helpful to make errors. Okay, tip number three, do weekly intuition builders. These are so much fun. So an intuition builder is a rapid fire activity that targets learning at the subconscious level. That's why, in fact, some scholars have aptly described them as activities where students get to learn without thinking. So how do they work? Let's say that your learning objective is to have students identify when the subjunctive versus the indicative form should be used in Spanish verbs. Well, there are many ways to implement this as an intuition builder. I personally like to use a slide deck, so let's roll with that example. You would then create a series of Spanish sentences in which the verb in question, the one that they have to decide if it's subjunctive or indicative, is removed. Then you give students just enough time to read the sentence and submit their answer, whether the verb should be indicative or subjunctive, and then you reveal the answer and move on to the next sentence. Now the key here is that they have to be under a quick time constraint. They can't sit and strategically think about what the grammar rule would say. They just have to go with their gut. Of course, these should be treated as ungraded practice and not as a graded assignment. And there's a lot of cool research to back up this as a learning strategy. If you wanna learn more about it, check out the articles that we've linked for you in the description, or simply Google the jargony name of intuition builders, which is perceptual learning modules. Okay, onward and upward to our last tip, tip number four. Have your students use the Mango Languages app. The Mango app builds learners intuition for the target language grammar through critical thinking exercises and our intuitive language construction methodology. Many language learning apps focus on memorization alone, which doesn't help create independent communicators. On the other hand, Mango's creative thinking exercises help learners start to naturally think in a second language and intuitively speak their own phrases in their own sentences. How does this happen? Well, the app doesn't only ask you to produce sentences you've previously seen. It also pushes you to induce grammatical patterns from previous examples to novel situations. To learn more about the Mango app yourself, check out our white paper linked in the description, which explains how the Mango app is built and how it helps build students' intuition for target language grammar. Well, it's time for a recap. In this episode, we talked about four tips for helping your students build intuition for target language grammar. Tip number one, give lots of examples of what grammatical sentences can look and sound like. Tip number two, encourage students to produce, produce, produce. That way they'll be able to discover what's ungrammatical in the target language. Tip number three, do weekly intuition builder activities. And number four, Encourage your students to use the Mango Languages app. Well, my fellow language teachers, that's all for this episode of Adventures in Language. If you're new here and you'd like to make sure you're up to date on all of our awesome language teacher content, come join the Mango fam by subscribing to the podcast. As always, if you have a question or an idea for an episode that you'd like to hear from us, let us know, we're always listening. Wanna know what languages were used in today's episode? Then make sure you check out the show notes in the description. Well, paalam, and I look forward to hanging out with you here next time. Bye.